Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Christmas Eve, Mark Malusis, Andrew Bogish with you right here on CBS Sports Radio as we take you for the next three hours right up until 9 a.m. Eastern time as we're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Millions of Americans finance the home of their dreams with their help. They can help you too. Rocket Mortgage, push button, get mortgage. You've got Shep and Pete across the way. Who's got the update? Schwartz this morning? I think I saw Peter big Schwartz. Peter Schwartz in one of the studios. He's got your updates as well as we roll for the next three hours right here on CBS Sports Radio. A lot to get into, certainly, over the course of the next 180 minutes. Good morning, Andrew. How are you? Moose, good morning. Uh, A quick check of the staff appears to show that no one has yet uh, contracted the flu from you or your family, so that's good. Which is great. Yeah. Now, knock on four, Micah. Well, yeah, and and listen, uh, thank God I, I'm not here. I do not want to be one that that anyone gets sick by. Uh, so uh, I'm happy that nobody has the flu as of yet, which is great, as it's running roughshod through the household up there in Stanford, Connecticut. Uh, so I, I don't love that very fact. But my son Jackson is feeling a lot better. Paul, meanwhile, who's battling off the flu yesterday morning. I get off the air, right? We do a splendid three hours of radio right here on CBS Sports Radio. I get off the air, and I'm on—I'm not even to the West Side Highway. And the West Side Highway, you know, if you're not familiar with the Manhattan, there's the East Side and West Side. The FDR Drive is on the East Side. The West Side Highway, or was it the Joe DiMaggio Highway, is on the uh, is on the West Side of the Island of Manhattan, right? So I don't even hit the West Side Highway as of yet. I'm on 12th Avenue. I call my wife as the custom after I finish up the show, um, you know, to see if she listened at all. And usually the answer to that is no. She did not listen at all to one second of the show. But anyway, I digress. It's a fair choice. Well, that, <laughs> no, it's not that. It's just that she's got the kids and they want to listen to uh, Christmas music or they want to watch something, whatever it might be. Anyway, um, I, I say, how's the morning going? And I could tell in the tone of her voice something <laughs> something happened. So... <laughs> Uh, what happened yesterday morning was that uh, my son Paul was her. Him and his brothers were chasing each other around the house. Paul slipped and fell, and fell headfirst into the uh, into basically the front of a door uh, and split open his scalp. Oh, good! He had to be taken to the emergency room. Uh, six staples oh, my um, in his in his head yesterday morning. Uh, they were. Uh, my father-in-law drove up there. Donna's dad drove up there, met Donna. They went to the hospital. Her mother uh, stayed with the other boys. Uh, so he was, when I was driving home yesterday, they were en route uh, to the hospital in the emergency room uh, to take care of Paul. He had to get six staples in his head. So all of this happened while we were on the air, and she didn't alert you in the moment? She let you finish the show? She let me finish the show, right. She let she, It happened basically between 8 and 8.30 yesterday morning, about 22 hours ago, okay. while we were basically going through the three, 
Remember, we've got no actualities here. We right. just had Zach Martin doing it dry because our system has now been down for a solid 72 hours. Mm. Uh, so there's no opens. There's Only no 72, anything like that. Huh? Right. Basically like that, right? So, yes, between 8 and 8.30 yesterday morning, this is what happens when you have young kids. This is what happens when you have all boys in the household. They don't know when to stop. They love to beat each other up. It does not matter what you say to them. It does not matter the fact that you talk about Santa Claus, the elf. It does not matter any of it. Nope. Uh, they just love to knock each other around. And Paul yesterday, unfortunately, lost his balance while he's flying around the house chasing his brothers, went headfirst into a door, split open his scalp, and had to get six stitches. Now, luckily, it's not on his face. Right. Which is great. Yeah. Luckily, we didn't have to go to a plastic surgeon, mm. which is great, which we've had to do on two other occasions. Now, this is the fourth time. Nice. Paul has had staples in his head twice, and he's had a plastic surgeon uh, be able to um, fix two wounds on his face on two occasions as well. So this is now the fourth time that Paul has been to the emergency room uh, to get stitches or staples. Moose, it's time. And he's only he's only four years old. Yeah, I would. It's either time to pad your whole house, or I I don't know. Give one give one of them away. I don't know. Or boarding school. I don't know what the right solution here is. But there seems to be constant danger. What do you mean boarding school? <laughs> what am I setting him away? Yeah. My, my boys are six four. They're six four and three. What am I be like? Well, I've had enough. I'm wiping my hands. It sounds too late already. Have someone so. else? Have someone else raise him? <laughs> yeah, We're sending you to the country in Wisconsin. Yeah, you need a school marm to get right, them in exactly. charge. What do, do what nuns is this little house on the prairie? <laughs> do nuns still slap you on the hands somewhere? With no, a rule if you're no, they don't. No? I think that went away in the fifties and sixties. No, that's my mom's story. Huh? That's yeah. That's my dad's story. Yeah. My mom's story in Brooklyn, New York, as well. They no, always, that does not happen anymore. And they always had. They always had a, a boy's name in their name. It was always like, you know, Sister Mary Christopher. Like It's like, why are they always doing that? Like, these poor ladies. Yes, you're right about that. Like, it's bad enough for the crazy, the you know, the, the, the dresses and the habits, the headgear they have to wear, and they're, you know, they can't get married. I get it. You sign up for it. Well, but, they were stern. Right, they were mean. They were, they were nasty. I, I wonder why. Yes. I had Sister Eugene at St. Catherine's in, in beautiful Blauvelt, New York, growing yeah, we up. Had, right. She was not the nicest of sorts. No, we had, there was one nun left in my grammar school but she then retired before I got to, I think she was the fifth grade teacher and luckily she was gone before I got there sister I think it was Mary Margaret and she was nasty nasty as nasty as you could be in the 90s were you an altar boy growing up of course I was yeah. I was the main altar boy oh, of course you were I was the head that's altar not, boy that's really not surprising no I was the one like I got called in for the important things big weddings unfortunately like anything that was a you know like a a, a, a a main, a major funeral of somebody big in the community passed away. Like I was one of the altar boys that served confirmations, communions. That was me. Yeah, I remember being an altar boy, and I was, I was the, I, I think I was the altar boy. Now I did work some funerals and some weddings, but it was the rare occasion. I was not the, I was not the main altar boy. I was not Andrew Bogish of yeah. altar boys. I did not rise to the top. Uh, and there was a time when. Because our elementary school was right next to the church. Yeah, exactly. So there was a point in time where me and about four or five other altar boys uh, decide on break uh, to go into the church and go into the uh, go into the uh, 
a sacristy in the back, right? And take Eucharist, the Eucharist bag, and have well, a snack. I mean, I don't know why you would commit a sin like that, Moose. That's why you weren't were the lead blessed. altar boy. They weren't a bag. It doesn't were, matter. It's still blessed. that's still thievery. That's not, that's not the... He's sorry. It's bread. He's sorry, it's Sister bread. Mary Christopher. He really know, is. Dude. He is. And so now I understand why I was not the lead altar boy yeah. like you when you were doing that. Yeah. But no. So my kids are not going to be going to – this is not the 50s or 60s. <laughs> this is not St. Leo's where they're basically having you on your knees and hitting you with a ruler in the back of your head. None of that is transpiring. <laughs> my kids – anybody ask me, what do you want for Christmas? My wife asked me the other day, and I'm tough to get gifts for, right? Because it's not like I buy a lot for myself, as you can tell by my attire most mornings. It's not like I'm going out there and I'm 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 shopping the you know I'm a you know a clothes horse, yeah. And I, I'm buying all these clothes and I'm buying this and buy, I need to have the newest technology. No, no, it's not that. It's a case of I'm like uh, I don't really need much, and I really don't need much. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing I do need: if you could just if someone could provide me this, if could allow my sons. To just stop beating up on each other <laughs> for a solid two or three days to give their mom and dad a little bit of a break during the holidays where I'm not I'm not in fear of the tree coming down. I'm not in fear of going to the emergency room. I'm not in fear of one of them throwing the other through the uh you know, through the window uh, and through a plate glass window. If I could get that for the next two or three days during the Christmas break, you know what? I'll sign on the dotted line. I don't think you'd be selfish asking for that to get you through the rest of 2019. Right. The that, least they could do is get you to next, like, Wednesday or Thursday before somebody bleeds again. Well, that, that would be nice. Yeah. That would, uh, that would, I would love it. I would love it. I mean, the, the fact that, you know, uh, yesterday my wife is, and meanwhile, I'm going to Costco. So this is the position I'm in. My son's being taken to the emergency room. Right. Right. I've got three boys, six, four, and three. Uh, my son's being taken to the emergency room. My father-in-law's in route. Now, the p- problem I have is yesterday morning, as I discussed with you right after the show, you go, where are you going? I go, I'm going to Costco. You're like, good luck with that. I'm I like, was a yeah. little jealous. Yeah, I'm like, thank you. Love so Costco. I'm driving. So I call my wife. I'm like, well, what do you want me to do? You want me to meet you at the emergency room? No, you have to go to Costco. Yeah. No, we need 7,000 plates going to Costco. Well, right. Well, you need to pick up everything that we're going to be making on Christmas. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm going to be cooking the entire meal, right? Mm. We're not, so I'm cooking everything. So I'm at Costco getting updates from my mother-in-law and my wife uh, about my son Paul while I'm fighting people over a fresh ham at mm. Costco yeah. and, and trying to jump the line to try and get out of there as quickly as possible, loading up my cart, then putting it into the car as people are honking me trying to get into my spot. Because basically Costco, the entire city of New Rochelle was at the Costco <laughs> that I was at yesterday morning, right when Costco opened. I have never seen Costco as packed as it was yesterday morning. Oh my God. I've never seen people basically running through it like there was some grand sale and they were handing out free soda and free food. There was nothing free. You had to pay for it all. But meanwhile, it was absolutely mobbed. My son's getting staples in his head, and I'm fighting people off for a Diet Coke back. <laughs> and it's not even noon. Yes, it's not even <laughs> noon. Yeah, we were we were out uh, food shopping yesterday afternoon, and uh, where we go is near the big mall in the area. It's called Roosevelt Field uh, by me in Long Island. And as we were driving there, the first route was traffic for the mall, and I go, I, I should have known better. Let me, and I cut through some back streets to cut some of, some of the traffic away. When we're leaving, I'm like, you know what? Let me go the back way here because the road in sucks so much. But what I forgot was to get to the back way, 
I have to end up really briefly, but briefly on like one of the service roads, so to speak, that feeds into the mall. That was then mayhem. I, it took me 15 minutes to go 100 feet to like get to a light to turn out of like the mall mayhem. And then on that next road, there was an accident. Cause I'm sure people were driving like idiots trying to get somewhere. And then it crawled. It took us 45 minutes to do a 12-minute drive yesterday. We ate our dinner in the car because it was getting cold on the ride home. That's why Amazon's doing well. Yes. Because who the hell wants to head to the mall, strip mall or big mall, monstrosity, well, and deal with all of that? Because you're right. I think whether it be you know Hanukkah gifts, whether it be Christmas gifts, it felt like everybody and their mother was at the mall. By the way, I had to run to the mall. I had to run to the bank because we had some work done on one of our bathrooms in our house. So I had to go make sure to go get the money to pay the guy that did all the work at the house. Got to get that so, cash. No doubt about it. So the very fact is, is that I get home yesterday... It's 12.45, right? I got to turn around and head down to SNY at about 2, 2.15, right? So I get home at about 12.45. My car is packed to the packed to the roof to this uh, of it, basically with all stuff from Costco for Christmas and, and for other stuff that we needed for the house. That's fine, right? My wife's walking out. She's like, I'm going to run to the store. I go, hold on a second. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I go, hold on a second. Wait a second. You... you Number one is I need help unloading this car. I go, I got to go in. I got to shave. I got to shower. I need something to eat. I'm starving. I got the car packed to the brims. You got to help me unload the car before you take off. And so she's like, all right. So she helps me out to the car. My son, Paul, who's trying to go down for a nap, six staples at all with his mother-in-law, with his nan, uh, is laying down. He won't take a nap because he wants me to lay with him. It's 125, right? I'm trying to lay down with him. I got to be out the door at 215, shower, shave, have something to eat before I head back down to the city to go do loud mouths on SNY at 530 yesterday afternoon. My son, Paul's incorrigible. I feel bad. Staples in the head and all. Right. He's like, I don't want to lay down. I don't want to lay down. Fight me off. Fight me off. Fight me off. I'm like, all right. You can come into the bedroom. I got to get ready. You can watch. I'll put the Grinch on TV. He's watching the Grinch on TV. Meanwhile, then he starts to ask, Daddy, can I have a treat? So then he wants some chocolate. It's not the right chocolate I gave him because then I'm trying to take a shower and try to get myself ready, but he wants a specific type of chocolate as he's sitting in the bed. So I finally get him the right type of chocolate. He's like, this is right. Okay, that's fine. That's well and good. Meanwhile, he won't take the nap, and he's wiping his chocolate hands on the sheets. Yeah, that sounds about right. That That sounds fair. I said, you have a napkin right next to you. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. Why do you do that? The famous answer for a three-year-old or a four-year-old, I don't know. Okay, great. I got to go. Uh, I still get that from my almost nine-year-old daughter. I don't – she is – she's the sweetest thing in the world, but she has, like, no regard for anything. And she is just a hot mess sometimes. Like, you, she's one of those kids that comes home from school, and I know everything she did that day – Based on her clothes, there's a part. There's there's a lunch meter somewhere. There's grass on her pants from recess. She's got some kind of paint or ink on her sleeves. It's just her hair is all undone. She's and the same way she's never used a napkin in her life. No, like, Abby, you're almost nine. You're ha- you're basically an adult. I'm gonna need you to like not make a mess every time you have a meal. Well, it's really not that hard. Well, I agree. And listen, there are times where they'll have chicken nuggets with ketchup, and all of a sudden there'll be ketchup on the walls. Yeah. 
I'll be like, how is that humanly possible? Right. How did how, that happen? How did that happen? Or there's a palm print on the wall with barbecue sauce or, yeah. or tomato sauce or ketchup or whatever it might be. I go, how is this humanly possible? The other day, I'm taking a wet wipe off the wall because there was maple syrup on the wall mm. from when they had pancakes, you know, the Mickey Mouse chocolate chip pancakes in the morning. But there was a palm print and there was a maple syrup on the wall. I'm like, how is that humanly possible? Because basically they eat. Nobody uses a fork anymore. They basically eat with yeah. their hands, and then when they're done eating, instead of using the napkin, they go to the nearest wall and wipe their hands on the wall. <laughs> my kid the other day, my son now, who's six, he's got, you know, we got a little Nerf hoop. But in kids the, are great. Everybody. They are. Have as many as you can. Um, he's got a little Nerf hoop in his room, so he's he's shooting. I can hear it thudding against the wall. He's jumping up and down. And then he brings me his a stuffed animal. He goes, he goes Dad, and it's a dog named Boo. He goes, Boo's, Boo's wet. And he's like mad at me, like I got boo wet and haven't. I'm like, what? What is he wet from? I spilled my milk, like minutes ago. He spilled it, didn't say anything. Let the dog soak up the milk, basically. So he brings me this drenched. The dog's butt is drenched in milk, not just water, but milk. So it's like caked on there. I'm scrubbing it, smelling it. It still smells like milk. Throw it in the dryer. But the kid spilled his milk. Knew he spilled it and didn't say anything about it. There you go. Like, what, Jakey, what, you can spill it. That's fine. Accidents happen. How do you not come right to me and go, Dad, I spilled my milk? It was all over the top of his dresser, ruined two books because it's soaked into the bottom of the books, and it's milk, so it stinks. You're not cleaning that. No. So I'm like, just spill it. It happens. No big deal. You just got to tell me when you spill it so we can fix things. And one day Jake will be the lead altar boy. That Fingers crossed. That's exactly right. Mark Malusa's Andrew Bogus with you. It is a Christmas Eve edition. As we take you for the next three hours, well, a little less than, right up until 9 a.m. Eastern time. Happy holidays to one and all. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Uh, enjoy it, the f- time with the friends and the family. And listen, even though Bogus and I spent the last 15 minutes complaining about kids, kids are great. They're really the, the apple of my eye. A joy in life. They provide so much to Yeah, you. I'm going to keep mine. Yes. I'm not sending mine away to boarding school. Thank you, Bogus. That was a nice suggestion from you at about 6.09 Eastern Time, 3.09 Pacific. No, I will not be sending them away. Not all of them. I would just like, but if you could, if one thing I could have that Santa could bring me tonight with the elves and the reindeer and with Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, you could bring me one thing. This would be it. Serenity for the next two or three days. Allow the kids not to want to basically kick the living crap out of one another for the next two or three days. I would like that. That, to me, would be fantastic. Merry Christmas, everybody. Mark Malusis, Bogus with you, CBS Sports Radio. When you want to talk sports, we've got you covered 24 hours a day, every day. We are CBS Sports Radio. in a story every Christmas about uh, about two weeks before Christmas. Now, the thing with my uncle was my uncle lived in a small apartment in Astoria. 
him and my, my Uncle Pete, my Aunt Rose. Huge horse racing fans. If people want to know why I'm into horse racing, my dad, Paul, my Uncle Pete, right? We used to go to the track always growing up. But my, my uncle lived in an apartment in Astoria, New York, right? Great apartment. And he, my Uncle Pete lived, worked for the post office in his entire life. Great guy. Unbelievable. Uh, he, a great cartoonist. He could draw anything. He, Great artist, this and that. So, was that his job? No, it, well, he worked for the post oh, office. Oh, right, you just said that, right. He worked for the post office entire life. But on the side, he could you, he could free draw any Disney character, anything like that. He was just very, very artistic um, and very funny guy. So, God rest his soul. But we used to go to his apartment about a week and a half before Christmas, right? Now, I talk about my kids, right? My kids, around the Christmas tree, there's ornaments that are on the floor, the one thing we'd always go to my uncle's, and he loved his, he loved Christmas. He used to take great pride in decorating his apartment, him and my Aunt Rose, uh, for Christmas time. And they'd always have the great Italian spread whenever we go over there. But the one thing that he would always make sure is you couldn't touch the tree. You that seems fair. You could not, to the point, to the point where my uncle actually had a gate around the bottom of the tree. Yeah. Because it was in the corner, but then he would put up basically like a, a two, three-foot gate in front of the tree. And he'd make sure that when we approached the tree, that we could look at the ornaments, but you couldn't touch the ornaments. Because he didn't want anybody to break any of the ornaments. <laughs> he was prepping for your kids. Right. So anytime we'd approach the tree, it was almost like an alarm went off. <laughs> and my uncle would approach us and be like, hey, yeah, look at that ornament. Isn't that nice? Don't touch. Yeah, yeah, that wire that like you would have around the prison gate yeah, around no, there. Right. It wasn't barbed wire. <laughs> it wasn't an electrified fence, but there was a fence nonetheless. <laughs> but we used to listen to Elvis all the time when we go to my uncle's each and every Christmas. Peter Schwartz is here, bandaged up and all. Now, I've heard the story, Pete, yeah. about what transpired. I didn't make my way to the intercom Christmas party. Uh, you were on your way. Yes. Now, it's been a rough year for Schwartz. Uh, you had hip surgery. When was that, 2018? Uh, so, well, I, I originally hurt my, broke my hip in July of 2018. Okay. And it healed. And then subsequently, uh, the trauma of the injury caused uh, an arthritic condition in the knee, in the uh, in the hip, and I had to get a hip replacement surgery. That was in March. A March this of this March. year. Okay, yeah. so you had full hip replacement March of 19. Yeah. Now, a couple weeks back, you're on your way to the Entercom Christmas party. Now, yes. I've heard this story from people, <laughs> but I would like to hear it from the horse's mouth. Exactly yeah. how did you end up where you've got a bandage on your hand? Like uh, you were attacked so I, and assaulted. So I am, what exactly transpired I was not on the, a, I was on not the assaulted. way? What happened on the <clears throat> way to the Entercom Christmas well, party? Well, I'm destined never to go to the Entercom Christmas party because last year, obviously, I, I couldn't go because of the hip situation. And I get out of the subway, and I'm in kind of unfamiliar territory in Manhattan, not really sure where I'm going. And I stop a postman on the way. I'm like, am I walking in the right direction? You know, to the you know where the place where where the, where the party was. He said, Yeah, it's two blocks down this way. Halfway down that block, it's raining. I'm holding an umbrella. It's dark. I tripped on an uneven piece of cement on the street, and my first thought is my hip. I don't want to fall on my hip. So I stick my hands out to try and brace my fall, and as I'm coming down, I slash my right hand on a wrought iron fence in front of an apartment building. Oh, my God. And I didn't even realize I was hurt. I didn't feel it. And I'm like, I get up. I'm like, oh, man, I got to clean myself up, get to the party and everything like that. And I get up. And my hand is dripping blood. blood. 
And I'm like, oh, my God, I need medical attention. And my first thought was to call 911, but, like, I'm, like, shaking a little bit. And I'm like, let me see if I can find, like, a urgent care place on this block. I get to the end of the block. I don't see an urgent care place, but I see a vet, veterinarian, across yeah. the street. I'm that like, handles animals. Oh, it handles animals, obviously. You know, yeah. Um, like cats and dogs. And- dogs. Moose, Birds, you know, whatever, right. you know, whatever, whatever, whatever uh, livestock you might have right. living in your well, apartment. I was, in I was livestock for a night, so I'm thinking they have a bandage. I mean, they must have like a bathroom where I can go in and like get cleaned up and get it bandaged up, so I can get somewhere else for the attention. And God bless them, they 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 rushed me into like a bathroom. They brought in like stuff for me to like clean it up, and just couldn't stop the bleeding. Like it was, couldn't stop it. And they obviously, there's nothing they can do. There's nothing they can do other than wrap it up. So they wrapped it up and told me that there was an urgent care place two blocks up up the street. Now I'm walking up the street, running to Vince Quinn, the overnight guy on the weekends here, and he's walking in the wrong direction, going to the party. He goes, Pete, we're walking in the wrong direction. The party's back that way. I'm like, I'm not going to the party. Look at my hand. He actually walked with me to the urgent care place to make sure I was okay. They look at it and they're like, you need to go to the emergency room. We can't, like, I was thinking, in my mind, I'm thinking oh the urgent God. care place is going to stitch this up and I'm going to go to the party. Yeah, right. Right? They're like, you have to go to the emergency room. Like, there's nothing, the cut, the two cuts were so deep on my hand. Ugh. Like, you've got to go to the emergency room. So they wrap it up. I get back on the train back home to Long Island. My wife meets me. I go to the emergency room. 50 stitches later, yada, yada, yada. Here we are. So you hopped on the train. You didn't go to the emergency room in Manhattan? No, they wanted me to go to Lenox Hill Hospital, and I called my wife, and she's like, yeah, but then if you have to go to, like, a follow-up with this doctor, you have to go back into Manhattan. So she asked them. So if you they, hopped on a train bleeding profusely. No, no, your no, no, hand no, no, no. Wrapped? The urgent care place, like, wrapped it back up better oh. than the vet did. And it was okay. So I wouldn't I want got, to be sitting with you on that train. No, well, you couldn't. You staggering I mean, I onto up. the, no, stumbling no. onto the train, <laughs> bleeding, <laughs> bleeding out. I did right. not bleeding out. No, I didn't. I didn't. They weren't gonna see. No, it was. It was <laughs> clear the it, path. <laughs> it was no. They did a good Man job with the distress. <laughs> I was able to get the ticket out of my pocket. Your was bloody ticket. My right. bloody ticket. The guy's right. like, I can't take if, that, I was, sir. if I was that guy, if I was that guy, I trust you. You paid for the I trust you. It's on me. Click, click. Right. This one's on me. <laughs> click, click. Right. It's on the city. Yeah. It's on the city. Mayor de Blasio. This one's on Thank you right. for your service. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Good job. There's a huge fan of your update. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one listening. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Dragons fan. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's it, it, it all good. The doctor says I'll make a complete recovery. Stitches the no nerve damage. No nerve. No damage. ligament damage. No ligament damage. Fifty stitches. Fifty. Stitches. How many layers of stitches? Uh, that they had to stitch inside and out. Yeah, they had I know. To, the inside ones. I don't know how many were. I don't know how they decide. You know. Well, Moose them up. knows. Moose it was, is a, it was a, almost a doctor based on his kids by no, now. No, no, no. I, he I, can I, stitch them up now. No, I did. We're just going to teach Please. you guys how to do it. That's exactly Save right. Save trip. Let yeah. me, let and me then, show then, you the proper yeah. suture we, we get to bring the from... skin together so there's little to no scarring. Wait, I learned this about two years ago with my son, Paul. <laughs> It's a it's a suture <laughs> technique that the uh, that the plastic surgeon taught me. Yeah. Well, well I, I, soon I'll be able to do my own operations at home. Yeah. yeah Honey, yeah. crack out the I'm operating not a doctor, table. But I play one on CBS Sports yeah, Radio. Right. Exactly. Um, so I get, we get home from the hospital, and my my 14 year old son Bradley, I, I got to take a look at this. Let me see what the big deal about this is. Right. So we open it up. I have to clean it twice a day. We open it up. He looks at. it. He's like, "Ah, eh, that's not a big deal." I'm like, "Really?" He goes. 
I, I thought your whole hand was cut up. I'm like, do you see the two big gashes in Dad's hand? Now you have to prove yourself. How old is your son Bradley? Fourteen. Oh, to your son Bradley. My yeah. younger son uh, Jared's nine. He 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 comprehended it a little bit better than Bradley. Yeah. Bradley didn't think it was a big deal. Yeah, I probably would have passed out if I was a 14 year old and basically been scared to death. Yeah, he took a look at. It. He's like, ah, it's not a. Big your son's very tough. He well, he plays football, so of uh, course, of course he's tough. he is. Yeah, that's it. Well, Pete, it's good to see you. It's good to see you, too. Honestly, I'm glad that you're you're healthy as a horse. I'm well, glad that the vet helped you out, that you were able to run into Vince Quinn and yeah. he walked you to the uh, yeah. to the uh, emergency care. Then yeah. you were able to get yourself onto a train yeah. and get yourself to a hospital. And then my wife said she's going to trade me in for two 26-year-olds. There you go. Very nice. There you go. Pete. Well, let's get to sports. In yes. the uh, final Monday Night Football game of the season, the Packers look to finish off the NFC North race. Green Bay will take a knee and come out of the Twin Cities with a win. They'll be 5-0 and in the NFC North. That was Kevin Harlan on Westwood 1. The Packers beat the Vikings 23-10. Green Bay wraps up the NFC North. Head coach Matt LaFleur looked on as Aaron Jones rushed 23 times for 154 yards and two touchdowns. He's been so valuable in all, really in all three phases in terms of uh, out of the backfield as a receiver and in pass protection. He's done a great job all season long as well. So he's a pretty versatile back, and we're lucky to have him. The Packers can still clinch a first-round bye this week. Other NFL news, Beast Mode is back. The Seahawks reportedly signed running back Marshawn Lynch for their Week 17 game against the Niners in the playoffs. Lynch, of course, a Seahawk from 2010 to 2015. The Panthers reportedly interviewed former Packers head coach Mike McCarthy for their head coaching vacancy. Baseball, I'm sure you guys saw the story. Now, when these new arenas and stadiums have popped up here in the New York area, you've gone to a place you're not familiar with, and you want to bring stuff with you to the game. Yeah. What's the first thing that you would do? Like, if usually my wife carries the bag. If we go to a, a football game or a hockey game, whatever, my wife will bring a bag with her. Make sure I have some place where I can hide the alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's one thing. Well, you want to make you want to make sure that the bag is within the dimensions right. allowed by the the facility. That's right. Bag okay. That's right. So obviously, pitcher Rich Hill and his wife Caitlin didn't do that before they went to. Gillette Stadium and the Patriots-Bills game on Saturday. They were arrested and fined as a result of an altercation. Hill's wife tried on multiple occasions to enter Gillette Stadium with an oversized bag. And they make it very clear on the websites of these places. Why don't you just and walk we, back to the car right, and, the and car. the car? She repeatedly tried to get into Gillette Stadium with the oversized bag. She was arrested on disorderly conduct and trespassing charges. In the meantime, Rich Hill was charged with disorderly conduct and resisting arrest because he was trying to prevent the police from putting his wife into the police car. Uh, listen, all could have been love. handled very easily. Nothing says love like getting arrested again. Well, I mean, just you know, check the website. Well, he was well, defending her honor. Well, I, I, well right. I put her in the paddy wagon. But I got to be honest with you. You have to be because I've I've seen some outlandish behavior from people trying to get into stadiums. With oversized bags, or not even just over, just stuff getting rejected at the line after yeah. you go through the whole screening process, like you have to be really belligerent because yeah. I've seen people right get nasty with security. People. Oh yeah, like nasty, oh, like sure. calling names and this and that. They're not quick to arrest. No, they're not. They're they're not quick to call over the police. They're not. You have to be like over the top belligerent to actually have the police come by. 
And you getting put into a police car before Patriots-Bills game? Over I mean, a bag. Yeah. Well, the bag was important. Ah, jeez. Yeah, because you haven't read that she was actually drunk or anything, right? But that was my first thought. No, I'm not I saying didn't see that I'm anywhere. Not saying, I know. Listen, I'm not saying she was drunk. I'm just saying you have to be, like, like really. Well, like, they'll right. take a lot. Like, I've seen security guards. They take a lot. They'll, right. They'll take a they take a tongue lashing. They take in cold. Like, you have to be, like, really, really, really nasty. <laughs> and I feel like you need help to get to that stage. Like, if yeah. she's well, without enhancement that nasty that she got arrested for wow, that, then. Happy that, wife, happy life. I, I mean, guess. I mean, maybe she take, didn't want to give up her Louie. Yeah. Ugh. Take a walk back to the car and put the, the bag away. Uh, let me give you a couple NBA scores. The Sixers won last night, beat the Pistons. 125-109, Tobias Harris had 35 points, and LaMarcus Aldridge with 40 as the Spurs beat the Grizzlies 145-115. That's sports. And the Knicks lost, too. I, I think people probably assumed that. And so the I Knicks were actually it. favored against the Wizards, and they Who lost. Who had, like, you know, seven wi- players. Nine, nine <laughs> healthy players, and, and the Knicks still lost that game. Yeah, they lost. They were a four-point favorite going into it, and they still lost the game. Amazingly I think they enough. would have lost to the CBS Sports Radio intramural basketball You think game. so, Pete? Uh, yeah, I wish I we had so. one of those. Uh, Pete, good to see you, brother. Good to see you. I'm dude. happy that you're healthy. Um, as healthy as I possibly can I mean, it's be. amazing <laughs> that you found the vet. They were able, the livestock and all, able to help you out, bandage you up, and send you on your way. Yeah, I heard this story. I said that can't be true. It was, and no, then all, absolutely. and then I didn't realize it was that serious. You're still bandaged up. You've got the the thick, heavy bandage on your right hand. Yeah, uh, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're fine. I I'm would show you the injury, you but I don't want to wrap the replacement. And you braced yourself on a wrought iron fence. Yes. Whatever I could do to try and stay alive, Pete. We love you. <laughs> Talk to you next hour. Walk carefully back to the studio. Yes, please. Make sure to brace yourself. (laughs) Not with the right hand, though. All right? Uh Uh-oh. Come back. We'll talk a little NFL. We'll touch upon the Monday night game. Huge win for the Packers. Not a great performance for Cousins and the Vikings. And that Viking offense. We'll get into that as Green Bay continues to win football games, despite the fact that nobody is a big believer in the Green Bay Packers. Should you start to believe? We'll get into that next. It's Mark Malusis, Andrew Bogus with you on this Tuesday morning, CBS Sports Radio. We're passionate about sports, and that's why we're here 24 hours a day, seven days a week. CBS Sports Radio. Sports, you've come to the right place. We are CBS Sports Radio, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. CBS Sports Radio's Toll for Line is brought to you by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. And uh, I haven't spent a lot of time here on this Christmas Eve edition of talking about uh, sports, uh, a little bit about the holidays. We'll get more into that as well as the show does uh, roll along. But in a big Monday night affair last night, and, you know, paint me the fool, Bogish. Uh, and I often, you know, don't say that about myself. My wife does, but I often don't say that about myself. But paint <laughs> me the fool because I actually thought last night uh, the Minnesota Vikings uh, were, was going to be the night that Kirk Cousins finally wins a Monday night game, right? 0-8 going into it. 
Take it on the Green Bay Packers. The Vikings are home. And I get they don't have their starting running back in Dalvin Cook. I understand they, they don't have their backup quarterback, uh, backup running back in Mattis. I, I understand all that. And, you know, they're rolling out Mike Boone uh, as their third-string running back to an extent. But you're getting Abdullah as well running the football, too. You got more Abdullah than you did Boone last night to the chagrin of many fantasy players across the country. But what are the happiness of guys like me who is – waiting on a championship depending on Mike Boone running like Walter Payton or by, or like Mike Boone and luckily he ran like Mike Boone well he did and I'm a winner yeah you are congratulations you. on that we'll get into that here momentarily as you are the victor of the newsroom fantasy football league probably um, the fat the last one too the league is on is is on really shaky footing oh it's gonna be so disbanded I may be is, the, is this it Pete I don't know yet I have to think about it over the holidays what does that mean well, we didn't have as much response this year as we did in previous. Well, you guilted last year. You guilted me into it. I was like, Pete, I'm not sure I want to do. You go. You're like, you're the returning champion. Oh, you have to return. True. I did. But I'm not returning next year, no well, matter what. Well, you're running. You're running for the hills. Here's the one thing I would say is it's not a big buy-in, right? Which is great, right? So it's not a it's not a pricey endeavor. You're not no. asking. This is not two fifty, three hundred, five hundred to buy in. So it's not a pricey endeavor. However, the payouts are a little shady in your fantasy league. You basically pay out for like to seven different placings. You win the league, and it's not like you're – it should be winner-take-all, Bilotti. Okay. I'll, I'll think about that. I mean, that's what you should be. I mean, it, it should be a case of there's 12 teams in the league, right? There is, yes. All right, maybe you want to pay out to second place. It should be, you know, you got 600 in the pot, right? Say 600 units in the pot. should be five to first, one to second, and uh, uh, you know, kick to everyone else in the rear end. Uh, enjoy the mer- enjoy the off season. I want to I want to reward the division winners too because sometimes division winners. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. So so August wins. He basically gets he's, he won twenty bucks for the entire year effort. I won. Then Geo uh, Greg Giannotti came in second. Ben Horowitz was third. Shockingly, Pete is a division winner. So you got to take care of those division winners. I, want, I was 11 and 2, Bo. And then you, you get a consolation prize, it says here, Moose, on this email. What I don't know I, what that what's is. What's my consolation no, prize? No, no, you win, the, you win the consolation bracket, thus you get the first pick next year. Oh, how about that? You got to come back. Oh, I you won, got the first I, pick. I have the first pick next year? Yes. Oh, oh you're I'm in. in. You're in. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. You count me in. It doesn't take me much. Do I pick last as the champion? <laughs> It is reverse order of standings after. Congratulations on winning your title. Thank you. Congratulations on winning your. I won the FAN League. Congrats. Yes. That's a big one. Yeah, I beat Mike Carver. Good. He deserved it. I was 9 and 4 going into it. You know, uh, dude, I had a 60 point lead. He had Boone and Rogers last night, and I had Stefan Diggs. Okay. And so, uh, so you, you probably know, increased your lead. I did. I won by, I think, 65 points. Okay. Rodgers did nothing, dude. No. He did absolutely nothing yeah. over the course of the game. I was surprised by that. But anyway, even with him doing nothing, Aaron Jones runs for 154 yards and two touchdowns. And the Packers score, you know, 14 unanswered points, win the game 23-10, trailing at one point in time 10-9. Um, and they win this game going away. I mean... For a team that is twelve and three, I don't think there's a team in the National Football League that gets talked about less than the Green Bay Packers. We've talked about the Pats, we've talked about the Chiefs, yep, we've talked about the Baltimore Ravens, we've talked about the Saints, we've talked about the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, how many the times Bills. have we the Bills, we've talked about the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, you go up and down. 
all these teams that we talk about, we've talked about the Minnesota Vikings and Cousins, you know, the little girl with the curl. Can he finally win a big game? Can he finally beat a quality team? Can he take the Minnesota Vikings to the promised land? Why he was brought in there to Minnesota for Mike Zimmer and the boys. We've talked about the Rams. We've talked about the Seahawks. When exactly do you ever talk outside the greater Lambeau area and Green Bay area? When exactly do you talk about the Green Bay Packers on the national stage in terms of being a Super Bowl contending team? We don't. And it's maybe they're disrespected. Maybe we should be talking about the Packers as being a Super Bowl contending team. When I watched that game last night, do I look at a team that's capable of winning a championship? Even with their 12 victories this year, Bogus, I don't think they're that kind of a team. Are they going to play defense like that, though, last night? I mean, they were all over the place. And obviously, a big chunk of that is Cook and Madison not being there for Minnesota. But I'm I'm with you. That game is developing, and they're losing early. Uh, It was 10 out of half. It was 10-3 in the second quarter. And it's turnover, turnover, turnover. I'm starting to make a list in my head of all the teams in the NFC that are better than Green Bay. Um, That, you know, regardless of their seeding, just where they actually stand in the conference. But then they basically pitch a shutout for the last, what, I don't know, 35, 36 minutes of that game. um, And they can run it. But the Rodgers thing is interesting. I mean, he doesn't appear for all the stories about how's it going to work with Matt LaFleur. Then it's working well with Matt LaFleur. Here we are the back half of the season. And I think he has, what, two TDs in his last three games, none last night. Um, There's something not right about their passing game. And they can't, if the defense is great, that's awesome. If they can run it, that's good. But he's got to be dynamic for them to survive some combination of Seattle, New Orleans, and San Francisco. Oh, he's got to be better than he is. And it's not right. He's not good enough now. They're not good well, enough right now. And he, he clearly does not trust anybody else but Devontae Adams, who had 13 catches, 116 yards last night, whether it be Lazard, whether it be uh, Jimmy Graham, uh, whether it be Valtez Scantling, um, I mean, Geronimo Allison. Uh, the the love affair for the other wide receivers out there in Green Bay is just not there. He loves throwing the Devontae Adams, and Adams is, you know, at 16 targets last night, 13 receptions. But you're dead on correct about Aaron Rodgers. That offense and what you looked at Aaron Rodgers, and maybe it's a case of, you know, he gets a little bit too much respect. Maybe there has been a little regression in Aaron Rodgers. He was not good last night, but also Kirk Cousins was not good either. I mean, it was terrible. Yeah. You talk about having a ground game to lean on. When he does not have that ground game, and the Minnesota Vikings last night had 57 yards on the ground. That is it. Um, one of the you know one of the more dominant rush offenses in the National Football League. You look at Cousins last night. He was all over the place. And I, I get the Packers defense played really really well. And I'll tell you, uh, you know the I, I'll tell you this. They you know you look at that Zadarius Smith, who had you know three and a half sacks, five and a half tackles for loss. Nine, seven tackles in the game. Zadarius Smith, who signed on as a free agent and left the Baltimore Ravens in the offseason, he might be there as a top two or three free agent signing last yeah. offseason. No. He has been absolutely amazing. Him and the Smith brothers, and they're not brothers, but, I mean, that's what they're called up there in, in Green Bay. You know, Zadarius and Preston Smith, uh, they are fantastic again after the quarterback. And then they walked off the field back to the locker room yelling, how do you like that? Yes. Just a little, one, one last little dig at Kirk Cousins. Um, the Vikings, it's amazing how many teams, just as you're about to believe, and here, you know, here's you walking into that game last night thinking they're going to win that. I thought they're at least going to be competitive. And then they, they put up last night a stat that I can't remember reading in a long time. They didn't have a drive last night longer than 31 yards in their building. 
in, in, a, in a game where they could have kept alive their very slim divisional championship hopes, and again, starting behind the eight ball with, with, with no running game, basically, but they didn't have a drive longer than 31 yards. Think about that. At home last night. And the Packers are good. But they're not. This is not the 2000 Ravens well, or the 85 Bears well, playing no, defense but, against them. Well, it's not, and it's really a knock on that Viking offensive line. The Packers' defense has been bad. I mean, the Packers' defense has given up big plays. They've been able to get after the quarterback, but in terms of being able to run it and throw it on them, they have given up big plays throughout the course of this year. Their secondary and coverage has struggled. You would have thought Cousins with Dillon and Stephon Diggs would have been able to attack that secondary and the, the two Bay tight Packers. ends and the two they would have been able to attack them and they didn't no nope. they did not over the course of that game that is as deflating a loss as you could possibly have because you look at the Vikings they look stymied and you know what I knew Minnesota was in trouble the opening possession Jones fumble recovered by Minnesota deep in Packers territory inside the 15 yard line and from there or inside I should say the inside the 10 yard line they were about the 6 yard line they get it down to the two and go no further. Right. And they don't score a touchdown, end up settling for a short Dan Bailey field goal. That's what I said. At that stage, you've got to punch it in if you're Minnesota. Diggs caught the touchdown, but I don't think Thielen had a catch last night. Uh, Cousins was 4 of 12 at halftime. It just It's a kind of effort that can't happen. It, it's similar to the Cowboys Sunday in Philadelphia. It was so bad in such a big spot, it almost defies explanation. Agreed. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Mark Malusis, Andrew Bogish with you on this Tuesday morning right here, CBS Sports Radio. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.